What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to Pin the Gas Podcast, the show where we cater to your motorcycle racing needs and desires. Today, Cool Jewels with Chris, the whole effing show, Simcoe, and our special guest of the afternoon, at least for us, Mr. Jedi Mind Trick, Luke Power. Welcome to the podcast, bro. Hey, you guys going? What do you think? So we we, we are... We are known to give our guests uh, nicknames. And I was like, Luke Power, the Jedi mind trick. What do you think, man? You a Star Wars fan? That's good, man. I like it. I like Jedi it. Jedi mind awesome. trick. You'd be fucking with people's heads while you're racing? That's it, man. Mind games. <laughs> That's it's it. That's what it's about. Games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, Chris, Chris, Chris was actually really excited uh, as, as well as I am. But Chris was just like super hyped to get on here. So I'm going to let Chris take the floor on this one for a little bit i'm just gonna drink some water my throat is feeling nuts <laughs> luke it's a pleasure to have you on here uh like we talked about earlier um um tell me a little bit about your your your, your season here in america like uh as far as the racetracks compared to to the european tracks yeah so my season in america was pretty good i mean rookie year top five in the championship and two podiums so Kinda, it was mega. Can't be, too, can't be too disappointed with that. So I was, no, yeah, it was a good year, and I really enjoyed the championship. Enjoyed riding at uh, all the American tracks. They were, they were definitely unique, quite a bit different to what I'm used to. But you know, they were, they were nice. I think my mm. favorite was probably the Laguna or Road America. Oh, um, very nice. But yeah, they're, they're definitely very different. You know, the European tracks are a bit more open and fast and flowing, mm-hmm. uh, whereas. The American tracks a bit more stop and not not so much stop and go, but they're just a bit tighter and just the way they flow is a bit different. But still, it's a great challenge and I really really enjoyed it. So, with that being said, a lot of people shit on our tracks. <laughs> like like let's let's be real, right, Chris? Yeah, like, yeah uh, Petrucci did. Yeah, he he had some bad <laughs> things to say about them. So when 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 someone who's not from here <clears throat> that said that says they actually had a great time racing here. I appreciate that as a fan because I know our tracks aren't the best, but God damn it. It's fun seeing you guys like try to borderline kill each other on that track. For me, I mean, in Australia, we've got some bad tracks, but there's bad tracks everywhere, you know, and you just work around it. I think the only track that I had a bit of an issue with was Brainerd. I didn't really enjoy riding that track too much, but mm. every other track for me, I mean, they were great fun. Every track had its own unique thing. Some were bumpy, some weren't. Some had massive amounts of undulation. Some were completely flat. Like it was, I, I had a great time. Right. That's awesome. So, so how did this whole thing come about from you transitioning from Australia to America? And what so, was that like? It was actually, it was, it happened quite quick actually. So mm. I, um, in 2020, we got locked down in Australia for, I think, 112 days was the first one and then the second one was another 100 days in 2021 and um yeah so i was pretty sick of being locked down and i didn't really i didn't really enjoy you know school or anything like i was just i had enough so i told my dad i was like hey i think i'm gonna go race bikes in america uh hope you're all right with that see ya and they were like hey yeah that's fine go ahead go ahead so i mean i got to stop school uh the year before my final year um and yeah, go race bikes in America, have fun, and I guess it sort of led me to where I am now. <laughs> that's mega. That that that's a great story. It really is. That's it. Yeah, and and now and now uh, you're sitting on your way headed to Phillip Island, right? Yeah, exactly. Getting a coffee from Macca's. That's it, right? Starting the day off good, right? Going to ride some tracks. Uh, uh, and congratulations on on getting that uh, Kawasaki ride in World Supersport for real. Thank you. That is much. mega. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so yes. That was mega. I was so happy when I seen the news. I was like, yes, yes. That's a, that's Don't a worry. So was I. Yeah, I, I bet. Right, but that's a big yeah. deal, right? And 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 uh, it it was an honor to have you here racing in in Moto America, right? Because it it also helps promote our our racing series too, right? Um, so well, which is a great at, thing. At the mm. end of the day, last year was the reason why I'm racing in the World Super Sport Paddock this year. So. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't change it for the world. I had, as I said, I had a great time racing in America, and uh, you know, it was there was definitely nothing bad about it. There was there wasn't a time I was on the bike going, "Hey, this this isn't yeah. cool," you know. So, I as I said, yeah, really liked racing in America, and I'm really excited for next year with the Motos you racing by Pachetti Kawasaki team, and uh, I think 
I think we can do quite well, especially with the team's experience and everything. I think it'll be a pretty good year. Yeah, I think Absolutely. it's going to be a mega year for you for sure. And Absolutely. I'm super excited. I can't wait. Was it? I got the app, so I'm going to watch it all the time. And I'm going to be rooting for you, Luke. Chris, thank Chris you. Spends, <laughs> Chris spends an average about like $769 subscribing <laughs> to all the motorsport apps. <laughs> Anything to watch people on two wheels race. Luke, I, look, Isle of Man, British Superbike, uh, World Superbike, MotoGP. No, you're good. Uh, I, I subscribe to all of them. Moto America, absolutely. ASBK? ASBK. Um, I knew but it. <laughs> ASBK don't really have an app, though. So uh, I usually catch them on somebody on Facebook that I subscribe to usually um, does it or on YouTube they got, as far they as ASBK goes. Because that, that one year where Jack Miller was racing, I, I don't know if you saw – did you see that, Luke, when Jack Miller was racing with the ASBK? I was race? racing that, that year. You were racing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know yeah. what? I had a question, yeah. but fuck it. We're going to go We're gonna go straight into that. What What was that like? Uh, is this the, was? Did you ever meet um, Jack Miller before this? Did you ever meet him at all? Was he accessible? Yeah. Yeah, hmm. so I raced in the Asia Talent Cup in 2019. And uh, in Thailand, we had a meet and greet with a bunch of Australian fans that had traveled over there. And as part of the whole meet and greet thing, me, the two other Aussie Asia Talent Cup riders and Jack Miller all went there. So mm. I got to meet Jack properly for the first time there. Uh, and then I've seen him here and there since then. So, mm. Did he like shake your hand and like transfer some of his power to you? Like, like what happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, he was really cool. He's a really nice guy. He's uh, very relaxed, very just chill. So it was really good to talk to him. For me, yeah, Miller's cool. Him, him, and Brad Bender are two people that I just I want to see do so well in in, in Moto yeah. Moto GP because they're just just bunch of dope dudes. Now, when with your transition to here, this is your first time in America, right? Or that that yeah. was your first time ever. Okay, was there anything culturally that kind of shocked you, or was this more of eh, this is kind of what I thought it would be, or this is nothing new? It was. It was a bit of both, to be honest. I knew that it was going to be the way it was, in, in a sense. Like, I knew, you know, the food would be different, the way the people were would be different, the way I'd have to live would be different. But yeah. I don't think I understood the level of, like, how much different it would be. Yeah. You know? The amount so, of grease in our I, food. I, I didn't want to say it, but to be honest, <laughs> I, I, I was really happy when I got home. I got home and I had a bunch of vegetables and rice and just, oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, our food here. Yeah, no, we they, have some they, good uh, shit, bro. No, you do we have do. good food, though. I'll give you that. Like, there's it's a bad lot for of the food heart. I ate, and I was like, oh, it tastes so good, but I can never eat it again. It's, right, it, right, that one time. It's bad for the yeah. heart, but good for the soul is, is what, exactly. what I would say. <laughs> yeah, I, I just had some Popeye's chicken earlier. I don't know if they have Popeye's <laughs> in Australia, but I had Popeye's chicken earlier. Definitely not my best, my best choice. <laughs> Uh, Chris, you gonna say something? Yeah, I mean, I don't eat fast food at all. So I and I do a lot of home cooking myself, Josh. I'm I'm a lot of vegetables and and stuff like chicken and fish and yeah, broccoli and cauliflower and all that good stuff. I don't. Yeah, yeah, and and I don't drink sodas or tea. I just drink water and red wine every once in a while. I do have a couple diet diet soft drinks every now and then, but (laughs) that's not even that bad. Diet diet soft drinks, like they. They dispelled the myth of like like if it's like worse than like actual like like diet coke is worse than actual coke. Apparently, diet coke is 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 okay is okay to have. But so me, today's my cheat day. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, he said a cheat day. Um, so who who was the most rider that impressed you the most here in in Moto America? Me. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, they're all fast. I mean, everyone. Everyone in the top 10 is within, you know, one, two seconds, uh, you know, throughout the race. So, I'm, for me, it wasn't an individual rider. Right. It was more so the level of the riders, of mm-hmm. all of them collectively. Because in, in Australia, we had a couple of quick guys. Um, but in America, when I went over there, there was, like, they weren't a heap quicker. But there was just a lot more of them that were, you know, quick. So, it was it was hard to... <laughs> get my head around a little bit at the start because I'd be doing times. I'd be a second off or a second and a half off. I'd be sitting down in 10 to be like, what's going on here? Why, why am I, why am I 10? <laughs> so, you know, it was, it was cool though, you know, and it, and it definitely helped improve my riding this year. Was there, was there a, 
a certain rider where <laughs> maybe you, you you've got you've got like a competitive vibe where it's like this specific person oh i want to try to beat out this specific person today like god damn it like if chris the show simcoe was on track i'd be like i'm about to pass this motherfucker i don't care if i come in at 15th as long as i pass him was there someone like like you had some sort of like unspoken rivalry with i don't know i don't know if you want to drop names but it would be cool everyone to be honest nah, he's I, coming after I, everyone good answer luke that's good what i said everybody fuck everybody, everybody. that's Just it to me like i don't really dislike anyone i don't no. you know I, I i on a race weekend i usually keep to myself so for mm. me i just want to beat whoever's in front of me if there's someone there that's i want to pass it like i that's just yeah not not anyone individual i mean if it was josh heron there if it was i don't know Ooh. someone i'd never seen spoken to before if it was lock off or rocco landers or whoever right i just want to pass them you know so that's it that's it and between me it doesn't matter the person for real between between us three i feel like josh heron has a big target on his back <laughs> He does. Yeah. Yes, he does yeah. for but sure. In, in my opinion, um, I, I I don't know, Chris. You could chime in on this. I thought the super sport class was legit. My favorite class to watch this year because it was just so, it, it was just so interesting. Especially seeing the the V two Panigale there, and I'm like, damn, how is this going to shake everything up? So, with with that being said, and the way that you adjusted to these tracks, were these tracks like? difficult to really understand for you or was it like after a couple laps you're like hmm I think I get it I think I got it for me the hardest part wasn't getting my head around the track it was more so finding a setup in such a short time because this year I raced for a, a new team um they didn't have any notes or anything from previous years so we were just starting from scratch every weekend which was fine but it was hard also when I didn't know the track. So I'd have to learn the track in the first five or six laps and then go, right, okay, how do I set the bike up for this track so I can go mm. as fast as those guys are going? And it was it was just it was hard, but it was uh Yeah, just hard. Like, you know, it was it was very you had to be very, very quick, just thinking all the time, right up until you got to the race, and then it was like, Okay, cool. Now I can sort of relax and just send it and we'll see what happens. It was very, very mind focused, right? And 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 I can understand where that would be being new to America and, and new to the tracks and a brand new team, where it would be a little difficult to cram all that in, you know, to the weekend. But look what you did, Josh! You 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 killed it, man! I mean, just straight killed it, and I'm it was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, you you are welcome. Very welcome. <laughs> yeah. You you brought up Laguna Seca before. And yep. how how you said it was one of your favorite tracks? What? Because there's so many there, there's so many corners on that track. There's so many zones, but which one was one that stuck out to you the most? Because it's usually like four different answers, and and it's very entertaining to hear which part of that track. Because that track is fucking bananas. Do you, do you remember which part of that track that just kind of either was like your best or your worst or like it just stuck out to you? Yeah, I do remember. So, in I think it was it was in qualifying two, and I'd been struggling through these two corners. Like I was, there was sometimes I was good, sometimes I was inconsistent. But it was two corners, and I remember in qualifying it was turn, I believe it's labeled turn four and five. So there's two rights, two rights, mm -hmm. flat section. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And I remember I was I was so inconsistent. Through that. I was like, this sucks. And then I got to qualifying two. And I remember I was a little bit angry because I'd had a good Friday and then Saturday morning wasn't going the way I wanted it to. So I came through these two corners. I thought, I don't care. I'm just sending it. And I came through and the bike was completely crossed up, coming into it, coming out of it. And, I, Shit. you know, it, it just felt like something you see, you know, Mark Marquez doing his GP bike. Like, it just it felt so cool. I was like, yeah, that was cool. And then that was my best <laughs> lap of the weekend. And I was like, all right, cool, I'm done now. <laughs> that's so, awesome so the moment you got into the swing of things you're like yeah that, that's it motherfucker we out yeah it was cool i i remember sitting there and i came out of the corner i was like oh that was sweet all right all right focus on the rest of the lap the the two the the two zones that that stick out to me is turn one because that that turn is fucking wicked ain't that right chris after that really long straight 
I personally think it. turn one is, is more scary than the corkscrew, of course, because it's a blind corner going uphill and you're banked over to the left, six gear tap wide open, you know, and as I'm pretty sure I've never ridden Laguna, but I played a lot of video games at yeah, Laguna, <laughs> right? But right, Luke. So I'm pretty sure as you crest that hill, you know, the front tire is going to come up, right? So I'm pretty sure Luke's probably got his foot on the rear brake, dragging it, right? To, yep. to keep the front wheel down. And you really don't want to roll yep. off too much because if you do, the you're going to lose momentum. You know, so it's it's a it's a to me that's the the most trickiest probably part of Laguna. Me, I I struggled there for the first couple laps of the first session because, as you said, it's fast, it's blind, it yeah. comes into another corner and it tightens up on the exit too. So yeah. it's very it, it is a little bit hard to get your head around. But I found the hardest part of it was trying to find a way to one keep the front wheel down so it didn't push you wide and then trying to also find a way that if the front wheel did come up where you can position yourself to still be in the good in a good line for the second corner god jesus yeah yeah did you like did you play like ride four to like help simulate what <laughs> i played a lot of ride four and fucking do it this year I, yeah, learning all, learning all the I was getting ready to ask you if you played video games. What video games do you play? Just motorcycle games or anything else like FIFA 2023? Call of Duty. No, nah, literally just motorbikes. And very occasionally I'll play F1, but that's it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Motorbikes it. That's it. Yeah. So Formula did, One gets kind of redundant. With that question, yeah. do you have the new 2023 World Superbike so you can practice on those tracks too as well? I have played it. Yeah. I haven't got it yet. Um, but my manager in the UK has it, so whenever I'm at his, I, I, I play it. It is good fun. It's a good, it's a good game. <laughs> yeah, I'm, tr- I'm, I'm trying to get that probably sometime next week, so I could freaking dust Chris in the game. But we, we, we've been, we've been playing MotoGP 22, and I'm sorry, Chris, we, we are both fucking terrible at that game. It's we a are. hard game, man. So hard. But the, the reason why, the reason why we allude to Ride Four a lot because. If I put myself in your shoes, I've I've never been to America. I've never raced in America. Ride Four has these American tracks, right? So I feel like it's a good sort of visual practice before you actually go. I mean, obviously the tracks in real life aren't you know aren't comparable to the game, but at least you have a visual of, of what of what it looks like. So did did you ever use that as a part of like your preparation? Yeah. So I would start. The way I would prepare was I'd start on the video games, just, you know, laps, 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 repetition, just so that I could go, right, the first corner's right, second corner's left, you know, blah, 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 et cetera. And then after that, I would start with the videos and do it all about everything else that I had to do to try and get everything, every detail that I needed so that I could figure out what I needed to do. Yeah, I mean, it's all part of it, you know. There's, there's a bunch of stuff that goes on before the race, after the race, during the races that people don't really see, but... It's uh, it all the the more you do the, the the better it is, right? I mean, even if some stuff's useless, like you know, the more you do, the more stuff that's going to be there that is useful. So for me, I just tried to do as much as I could and prepare as best I could. Yeah, just yeah, everything the, 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 just makes it mentally, it, right. it, it makes it more mentally sound. So that like you know, even it's though natural. the scale is a lot different, you, you know that there's a it, there's yeah. a hard right coming up. <clears throat> I, me personally, I don't know about you yeah. boys, but I feel like. Vi- Video games like Ride Four or maybe or maybe MotoGP, assuming you could get on those tracks, I feel it could be very viral of uh, um very viable for preparation, don't you think? Yeah, for sure. I, yeah, I I found it very useful. I enjoyed I enjoyed doing it and yeah, I mean I like I like playing the video games, so it was it was a good way of uh, preparing for me because I enjoyed it anyway. But that's yeah, right. It, I think it definitely does help. Yeah. So what it does, does Josh, um, what, um, what kind of training do you do besides track? Do you do any track days, supermoto, ride mountain bikes? Yeah. So where I live in Australia, I live right. So my street goes up and at the very end of my street is a fence to the state, um, the, the state park. And it's got a bunch of mountain bike tracks and everything. So I just do mountain bike right there. I go for road cycles with my uh, grandfather and, uh, I do a lot of gym, do running, skipping, like jump rope. Um, I do ride days. I try and do flat track and uh, motocross when I can, but I try and stick to road racing. <laughs> yeah, and eating healthy, not McDonald's and other American shit foods. And KFC. K- 
I've got my McDonald's coffee this morning on the oh, way to the shit. track. I take that back. I take that back, bro. <laughs> You're already violating your diet. Nah. Black coffee? Yeah, I know. Black? Sorry? Black. I can't I can't drink black coffee. It just makes me want to throw up. Me I too, have to have Luke. a latte. I'm like, yeah, oh, it's a latte. Oh, yeah, me too. Oh, I'm with you. Ladies and gentlemen, black. Luke Power likes his lattes. So once he gets to the world, world super sport, y'all should know. Get him his, give him his fucking latte. Light and sweet. The team needs to have lattes for you. Light and sweet? That's it. <laughs> you you, you, you like it like light and light and sweet? Not so much sweet, just I don't know. Milky. Milky. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> world 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 That's... super sport, please get this man a, a milky latte. God damn it. A, a milky latte machine. <laughs> yeah, a whole, a whole espresso machine. <laughs> so moving on to the big stage. Because this this to me is is the second biggest thing to like, I guess, Moto Two. Um moving on to the big stage. Was there anybody in in either World Supersport or World or World Superbike that you enjoy watching and you're like, man, how how can I get like that or better than that? Is there anyone that just sticks out to you? So it's quite funny because I'm gonna be racing one of these people next year, so I'm gonna yeah. kind of cut this mentality out pretty soon. But I understand. I really really enjoyed watching Top Rack on the Yamaha. Yes. Because- <laughs> That yes. man is loose as. He's a but I also, I also really enjoyed watching Jan Onchu on the Kawasaki. Yes. That guy is loose. And I, I loved watching it. But now he's sort of my teammate for next year. So I've got to cut that out and just get on. Just beat him. Yeah. Just beat him. Give it a go. Yeah. That's number so. one. You want to beat your teammate. And, and you will. Yeah. Oh, I'm in yeah. your corner, Luke. I'm telling you. For real. I, I'm going to be freaking. You're very I'm welcome. paying that. How much is it? Sixty-five dollars. It's like eighty bucks for, for a year. For a year, yeah. Eighty dollars for. I'm, I'm paying that. Or yeah. do, do you want to go half seas, Chris? I'll give you. I'll give you forty. Yeah, we can do that. <laughs> yeah, we can do that. I'm trying to watch freaking Jedi mind trick race, bro, and beat the shit out of his like teammate and everybody else there. That's right. I'm gonna be uh, like, he was on our show, motherfucker. <laughs> we're friends That's with it, Luke. Man. That's Dude. it. So, Luke, what? What? Um, riding on Dunlops. Have you ever raced on Dunlops yeah. before, or, or, or was that new to you when you come here to Moto America? New to me. <laughs> so, Everything about this year was pretty much new to me. How did you like the Dunlops compared to the Pirellis? They were they were definitely weren't bad. They were just very different, and it took me – that was probably one of the longest things for me to get used to was the tires mm-hmm. because – the way you have to ride to get the most out of the tire was very different. And it's sort of uh, what, how I was trying to set the bike up for myself to make myself comfortable and everything at the tracks wasn't the way I needed to set it up to get the most out of the tires and the bike performance. So right. it was sort of almost like having to learn how to ride a bike again, if that makes sense. Not it exactly, does. not, you know, it, it's not as bad as having to learn how to ride a bike again, but it right. was just a big transition. Right. But it was yeah, all yeah. it was all part of the fun, like the, exactly. The unknown, you know what I mean? Exactly. The, the thing about the Dunlops as well is on the edge of the tire. If you get on the gas hard on the edge of the tire, they like to spin up. So the good thing for me was it was really easy to get the bike sideways and steer with the rear. So I had a great time with it. That's awesome. And, and they also got. Whole, like, go ahead. Oh no! Jules. I, I was just gonna say that that's why that's why so many of the freaking Moto America riders do like flat tracking because. If you if you see if you see those videos in slow motion of how they skid the rear like into a corner, I just think that's just probably one of the sickest, most satisfying things I've ever seen. And and I realize the Dunlops do that a lot. The Pirellis are a little bit more grippy, but the Dunlops they they like to slide, don't they? Mm, they do. That I would love to be able to do American flat track. That's something that's on my bucket list for sure. Because I haven't done that type of flat track. I've done the Australian flat track, which is a bit different. But, man, it looks like so much fun. Well, what's the difference between the Australian flat track co- compared to ours? So the American flat track has super compact dirt. And you guys use almost the, – the best way I can describe it is pretty much wet road, road tires. Right. Road tires with a bunch of grooves in them. Yep. Um, whereas in Australia, we use like a motocross front tire, so proper knob, knobby tires. Mm-hmm. And then the rear is like a trails bike tire. Mm-hmm. And we use that on just – a dirt oval, which is, uh, it's it's a bit, it's not quite as compact as yours, and it's got it gets chewed up pretty quick too. So yeah, oh, 
I bet, especially with that motocross front tire on. Oh yeah, yeah, it's creepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it tears up the track too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. That's strange. I, I, I never. I, I just got. I just got into watching flat tracking. Well, I I don't watch a lot of it, but like I I watch the highlights um, of American flat track, and I just I think it's fucking it's it's sick. I I need to get into flat tracking more because that's something I kind of want to do. I, I haven't I haven't hit the track yet, Luke, like at all. Uh, I just got into motorcycling like 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 two years ago, and then now I'm here. So it's like I can't wait to just experiment the different aspects of the training that you guys do. One of them, um, and 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 you can clue me in on this. I don't know if you do this, but a lot of the Moto America riders do um, um, super moto like super moto bikes on like little go kart tracks. Is that something that that you do too? Do, do you enjoy doing super motos on on like little go kart tracks? Yeah, I did a bit of supermoto, like 450 supermoto in America, and that mm-hmm. is such a good way of training. Especially if, I mean, I know a lot of people, I know quite a few riders don't do this, but for me, the best way of training on a supermoto was putting old crappy tires on it and then just doing an hour long stint and just riding for an hour on whatever, you know, second hand tires I could get and just riding and riding and riding, wait until the bike and run out of fuel, push it back, put more fuel in and go again. Uh, that's right because you, you learn to slide and control it yeah and you do yeah. and you learn to do it for long periods of time keep your that's mind right. you know on sharp point and focus for, right yeah for a long time so did you ever do did, did you ever do any of those like supermoto track days with any of the moto america ricers 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 <laughs> riders racers no i i was living in oklahoma and there's not oh. too many people that were living in oklahoma so i would oh. just ride by myself but i don't really I didn't really mind riding by myself. I was, mm. I was all right. I was vibing in my own little headspace, having fun. You know, it was great. I like to yeah, ride by cool. myself too, Luke, because I do the same thing. I'm in my own headspace, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. You go ahead, Chris. Yeah. So, uh, what uh, what tracks are you looking forward to uh, the most this year? Probably Assen would have to be one of the ones I'm looking forward to. That is yeah, sick. Such a yes. such a historic track, and just the way. The, the track seems to flow like it, it just looks like great fun i'm I'm excited for that one yeah Aston's a an epic track and i love playing that on the video games I'm, I'm um decent. I'm decent yeah it's 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 all so have, what tracks haven't you ridden on on the european on the world stage i should say all of them i'm dead <laughs> okay okay this is, this is great so yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so this. so it's it, it's like you starting in Moto America all over again, right? But now, but Moto now you're world. on the world stage. Yeah. The good the, the good thing about it though is the team that I'm writing for have notes from previous years, and they already have a base set up. And you know, it. I think this year is going to be a lot, not a lot easier, but it's gonna it's gonna be a different process to get ready for a week for a weekend. So, mm-hmm. I I don't know. I I think. I think it'll be good. I'm 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 excited and I think I'll enjoy it. So Dude, oh, we're, yeah. we're, we're right behind you, man. We're trying we're definitely trying to see excited you. for you. We're trying to see you put in mark put in work. Yeah. And, was, and, and you know, we'll we'll send you a, a a pin the gas Jedi mind trick sticker to slap in the back of your bike, you know, just where no one can see Perfect. it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Sick, yo. Absolutely. You carry that nickname because man, I'd be so proud. Like, yo, we gave him that nickname, <laughs> motherfucker. But one one of one of my favorite one of my favorite tracks, um on, on on the on on the world stage is Aragon, and and I think I think I think Aragon would, would be probably one of the sickest tracks to see you put in work because it's a it's a long track, it's a long track and it's super treacherous. Is is in in your in your top? So so Chris just asked you what what track that you're looking forward to. Do you have a like a top three or maybe? four or five tracks that that aside from Aston that that you're excited to freaking take and tear up like other two I suppose maybe. I suppose Portimao is another one yeah Portimao's sweet yeah it's the roller coaster but honestly aside from those two I'm excited for all of them you know I'm excited to just every weekend just get to the weekend start off and just work Learn. my way forward try and improve keep working with the team learning and improving and just I, I'm excited to see where we end up at the end of every weekend because I'm at like it's going to be different every weekend, right? You know, yeah. some tracks are going to suit me in the bike, some tracks aren't. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see how we can improve, how we get over, you know, 
the problems that are going to happen because it, it happens everywhere, right? Everywhere you go, wherever you ride, you're going to be faced with some form of issue. So I'm excited to see the improvement of myself and my, my riding, not only me, uh, you know, as a rider, but also me as a person. So I'm excited to see, you know, everything come together and just see where we end up at the end of the year. You know? Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's perfect. Yeah, that's, that's perfect, Luke. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm, yeah. I'm hyped. I'm hyped for next season. Like, like Me the too. freaking, the freaking, uh, uh, the, the off season is always so interesting because the, the beginning of off season, there's really like not not much to really talk about and like like dive into. But now that we're getting into the preparation, everyone's changing contracts, changing teams, changing changing uh, geography. It's it's all compiling to be one crazy fucking 2023 season. So. With, with with that being said, your goals for twenty twenty three aside from aside from being the best racer that you can be is is there anything like like small like smaller goal orient uh, small goal oriented wise that that you're aiming for uh, is are, are you trying to like shoot for are are they telling you to shoot for like oh let's try doing like top ten let's see if we get in top ten or is like do you have like some goals for yourself that you set? I don't like putting a a numerical goal mm-hmm. for myself because mm-hmm. I, I feel like for me I just I don't really like it you know if I don't get it I feel pressured and then if I mm. do get it it's like okay well then where do I go from here you know if my right. goal is to get first when I get first where do you go from there right you know you're already at the top so for me the goal is to just wherever I start off in the first round maybe I'll finish first maybe I'll finish last something in between whatever it is start wherever I start and then every time close the gap to the leaders in every session and every every weekend try and just make steps forward, make steps forward, make steps forward, you know, learn as much as I can, keep working with the team, improving and just, yeah. And overall have a good time, you know I mean? Yeah. If you're not enjoying it, why, why are you riding? So yeah, for me, it's just have fun, enjoy it and then learn and improve as much as you can. It it is to, to, you you have to be happy, right. And, and, and it really enjoy what you're doing. And if a happy rider is a fast rider, right. Mm -hmm. Um, Exactly. So yeah, 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 and and just just the excitement, right? Because traveling this year, Luke's going to be a lot different than last year because you you got on some planes, but I'm pretty sure maybe some of the tracks you guys drove to, right? Um, whereas now you're in the world stage, so you're going to be flying a lot from yeah. countries to countries, and and yeah. I know that's super exciting. What country uh, do you look most forward to going to? Not just huh? for the racing part of it, but just for the just culture. something because you're like, yeah, the culture yeah. of it. Italy probably. I'd really, I'm really excited to go to there because you know, obviously, Italy. It's it's Italy. Italy. I don't really need to go into much detail about that, but no, you don't. You know, I mean, I'm to be honest. As I said before, like, there's not really anything specific about this year that I'm excited for. It's just the whole package. I'm excited about everything. You know, I mean that if you ask me about something, there's I don't imagine I'm going to say, oh, I'm not excited for it. You know, every every just everything. I'm just. I'm 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 a happy, excited person. <laughs> I, I can tell, and that's awesome. That's good, that's yeah, good. very much we, so. We feel that energy because you know, Chris. There are some there are some riders out there that that set these that set the bar so high uh, for themselves that it ends up killing them in the end. You know what I mean? So when, when I asked you about like your goals and stuff like that, there's a lot of people like, oh, I'm gonna try to crack top 15 right now, and then the next race I'm gonna crack top 10, and like they set these specific goals, and it ends up chewing their ass out in the end. So it's good to know that you're like, you know what, wherever I set the bar, that's where I'm going to go from there. Yeah, because it's added pressure you put on yourself, just like For what Luke said. Yeah, I couldn't do it neither, man. You know, and, and it's, 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 it's awesome you get to go to a new team and, and they're just like, be you and have fun, right? And that's where you'll get the best out of yourself. Yeah, exactly. I think, I think a lot of people really struggle when the pressure gets high and when they're putting too much pressure on themselves. That's something I've done way yeah. too many times to count yeah. before so sure. you know as Welcome a person you learn from your mistakes and i think just start wherever you start no pressure first weekend just enjoy it have fun soak it all in enjoy the experience and then from then on right this is where we're starting this is where we need to go how do we get there let's just make the steps make the steps Fuck so, yeah yeah yep. Keep you guys you guys are definitely different than me because uh i play basketball and i always tell myself i'm about to drop I'm about to drop more than 10 points every game. I, I put that pressure on myself. 
Uh, I'm starting. I'm starting my basketball league in, in two weeks, and I'm already talking about yo. I'm gonna be dropping 15 points a game. I'm about to fuck everybody up. <laughs> now with now piggybacking off of that, do you enjoy any other sports besides from from motorsports, Luke? If I'm gonna be perfectly honest, motorbikes has pretty much taken up my whole life. So there's not really much I do outside of it. But mm. I do. En- I do enjoy things. You know, like I mean, I used to as a kid. I would do uh, Australian rules football. Um, so I was pretty decent at that and I really enjoyed that. I like, you know, going to the water and doing wakeboarding, kneeboarding, all mm. that sort of stuff. Um, but otherwise, you know, no, <laughs> no, but for me, you know, most of on a daily basis, like if you watch a day in my life, I just do stuff related to motorbikes. You know, I train, mm. I, you know, do a lot of emails and everything, trying to prepare for, you know, the year ahead. And just everything I'm trying to do is to set myself up best for where I'm trying to go. So for me, the other stuff, yeah, that's fun and everything, but that's not important, you know? Yeah. So let, let me ask you this. So when you start this new season, uh, going into all this traveling, Luke, do you, um, do you leave directly from your personal house with like a, two big ass suitcases full of belongings and that's basically what you're going to have minus team wear. Yeah. So pretty much what I'll do is I will take a set of gear. So a helmet, leathers, you know, just one set of everything. And then I will pack a suitcase with whatever clothes I think I'll need a couple warm clothes, a couple, you know, summer clothes, and then a PlayStation head off from there. So uh, yeah, my Xbox. Oh yeah. Uh, Xbox. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck so, you, Chris. And then just, Xbox, baby. and then I just go from there. So, yeah, it this year was quite funny actually because I went to the US with one gear bag and then two bags full of clothes. Well, actually, it's technically it was one and a half gear bag, one and a half clothes. But I came back with three bags plus mm-hmm. two big boxes, like massive boxes full of stuff. So, I uh, I don't want to take too much overseas this year because I imagine I'll come back with more than I went there with. Oh yeah. Right, stuff that you bought along the way, right? Yeah. This nice suit from Italy, like a nice yeah, little yeah, big yeah, custom yeah, suit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 I would that, do the same thing. Dude, that, that whole experience is about to be freaking hype for you, man. How old are you, Luke? I've just turned 18. Mm-hmm. Yo, ladies, you just turned 18. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> How did you like Texas and Coda? Oh, yes. I didn't actually get to ride Coda because that oh, was a no. suit bike only round. But oh yeah, that's was, right. It was nice. It, it was a. It was a. It's a. It's a really nice atmosphere and a really nice place with the facilities and everything, and the track looks awesome. So, it is. It is. Oh, so you, that's what Moto America need, need, needs to do. Mm. It is have Super Sport there along with the super bikes. Oh, it'll be so sick. It's yeah. so sick. They had. They had the. Um, they had the. Uh, uh, the Aprilia North American Talent Cup there. So those little two fifties. Yeah. So why not throw a freaking super sport bike in there? God damn, that'd be sick. So you you were you were there, you were there watching yeah. the, the super bike. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I was I was working at uh I was working on the corner. I, I was on turn eighteen and like I had to save a couple people from crashes. So yeah, it was, it was great seeing Moto America there at the same time. Moto GP was there. Um, I, I'm assuming you had a paddock pass. Did you get to meet any of the Moto GP riders besides Jack Miller? I didn't spend a great deal of time chatting to the GP riders. I, the most, the person actually I spoke to the most is, I don't know if you guys have heard of Joel Kelso. He's an Australian Moto3 yeah, rider. Yeah, yeah. I grew up yep. racing with Joel in Australia. So it was really cool to see him in the US and hang out with him and see how he was going. So, yeah, Joel's mega. Spent, yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a good kid. So he's done well this year. So it was, it was cool to see him. Did he give you any advice? Uh, no, we honestly, we talked about stuff that had nothing to do with racing, which was quite That's nice, cool. actually. Just just catch up, hang out, and yeah, just, you know, chew the fat, talk about whatever. Be, it was good Being friends, right? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what it's about. Oh, yeah, sure. yeah. That's lit. That's lit, man. Is there is there something, yeah. aside from uh, obviously your essential belongings, is there something that you that you take with you everywhere you go? So some people might have a lucky pair of socks, some lucky underwear, a certain hat, a bracelet, a necklace. Do you have anything that so sticks I, out of the ordinary? 
I mean, I have my two neck chains that I wear, but I just wear them everywhere. I don't take them off, you know. Mm. Um, in terms of racing, mm. these, one of them was my dad's uh, from when he was a bit younger. And the other mm. one, my girlfriend got me. So I wear oh. them. Sorry, ladies. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, in terms of like riding, I've got like I've got my lucky socks and everything. I've got my certain skins that I like to wear and everything. So lucky socks, you know, just the usual stuff. Shit, lucky socks, bro. What? Yeah. Damn. I need. I. I, I need. I have yeah. my. Uh, I'm gonna put it on this camera. I have my carbon fiber dog tag that my mom gave me. I wear that shit everywhere. And, and besides, it gets a lot of the looks. Like, oh, what is that? I'm like, oh, it's carbon fiber encased in glass, boy. Like, that's freaking sick. <laughs> that's freaking awesome. Sick. Chris, you got something? He said encased in glass. Encased in that's glass. hilarious. <laughs> that. So, what what are you doing today? Going to Phillip Island? Are you just doing a track day, or are you just are you actually riding the bike? Yeah, yeah. So I'm riding my. Uh, I've just got a, just a stock Kawasaki ZX6 that I'm going to be riding today. Uh-huh. Uh, just, you know, bike time, getting, you know, just keep my mind sharp and right. having fun on a bike before I head overseas and just trying to stay, you know, focused on the goal and just keep working and working. So, How how far are you from Phillip Island? Only about an hour and a bit. So, oh, that ain't bad. Oh, yeah. yeah, that ain't bad. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Freaking Dakota's like two I'm, days away from me. Yeah, I'm very lucky. <laughs> Because where I live is uh, the southeast part of Australia, so Victoria, and we've got four or five tracks in our state, and our state's probably only, you know, I mean, I only have to go four hours up, and then I'm in New South Wales, so we've got tracks everywhere that we can go to, so very lucky in that sense. So you're from uh, the same place Boris is from, Mahalovic. Mahalovic? Mm-hmm. Boris? Boris, Moto oh, PG. Moto PG. Oh, I don't know if you podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it might be. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Don't, I didn't know. I didn't know he lived in Victoria, but. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he does. Our, our around Victoria, there. We live in the same place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Boris is, Boris is cool because, like, we, we, we had him on the podcast, like, like a couple months ago, and we were just talking about, like, Australian culture, uh, in contrast to like American culture, and I feel like we're so similar in every way, shape, and form. Like, like Boris was like, "I wish I could own as many guns as Americans do." What was your <laughs> what What were your like favorite things, um, either to do or to to eat in America? Like, like what what was what were some things outside of racing that kind of interested you in, in America that you're like, "Ah, oh, this is sick! I wish we had this." Um. I'm not gonna go the usual. I'm not gonna go the usual route that everyone else goes. Ooh, I shoot. really, I did enjoy In and Out. I don't yeah. know if you guys have heard of the pro, the protein burger, but that yes. thing that was like a burger, but with the uh, lettuce around it. Yeah. Oh, that was great. So yeah. good. The fries are trash um, though. But I, I really enjoyed <laughs> fishing in America. Oh, I I got into fishing like a month before I left to go to America, and when mm-hmm. I was in America, there was a little sort of I, mean, I think you guys call it a pond. It's like a pond. Yeah, mm-hmm. near where I near where I was. So I just walk across the road and go fishing in the pond every yeah you know, couple of days. So I was that was great fun. That's oh, awesome. I like to fish too. So yeah, yeah, that's good. It. It's calming. It's relaxing. It, 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 you you focus your mind and yeah, it's it's a lot of fun and it's exciting when you catch something big, right? Yeah. That fight and that struggle. Yeah, it's pull great. That motherfucker out the shit. Yeah, and it, did, did, so did did you throw them back or did you keep them and eat them? No, nah, we threw them back. Yeah, I was, yeah, I would too. Yeah, I yeah, yeah I don't want to kill a fish if you know, I don't have to. And I had food there, so I was like, ah, you know, go I'm back. The same way. Man, yeah, you're, I'm the you're funny thing was though, I I think there was there's so many days I could have sworn I caught the same fish about five or six times. Like <laughs> that fish is just dumb as hell, then. He was hungry. I think it was asking to be eaten. I was, yeah, I was getting was ready. Hungry. I was like, oh, baby. Do, so, do you enjoy uh, yeah. eating fish? Is is fish part of your diet? Yeah, I love fish. Oh, yeah, mm. me too. Yeah. Okay. Fish is I, great. I really like seafood. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, America is very synonymous with that. I, I don't know what the I don't know what the uh, the food diet is like in in Oklahoma. Um, I live in New York, so we we have literally everything. Um, 
was there anything native to Oklahoma that that you enjoyed either doing or, or, or eating? Like, did you get to like explore the? There's obviously American culture, but every state has their own culture within the culture. Was there anything like Oklahoma esque that you were able to do? There wasn't so much anything that I was able to, like, well, I mean, I was obviously able to do really whatever I wanted, but right. I there wasn't really much that I did. Um, but I did see a lot of things that were, that were quite cool and different about Oklahoma, Texas compared to the likes Texas. of Florida, the likes of New York, the likes of California. You know, every, as you said, every place has this different, you know, sort of subculture Sorry. within the American culture. So it was, it was, it was definitely cool to see for sure. It's a lot quieter down there than it is up here. Cause you, you, were you in Jersey, were you in Jersey? You did Jersey, right? I did Jersey and then I went across to New York for a couple of days. Oh, Chris, I am sorry I'm hawking this segment right now, but you no, go ahead, man. Your experience in New York. What the hell did you do in my hometown? I have a family friend who I was there with, mm-hmm. and we did quite a lot of stuff. We, I, I can't remember exactly where she was. I think she was like north of Manhattan. Okay. So we'd, we'd take the subway down to Manhattan and we just, you know, chill. I mean, I was really lucky. I went to a Hugo Boss store one day with my auntie and my family friend and cleaned up. It was great fun. Oh, oh that's getting, mega. I ended up getting a couple of really nice stuff. I was like, oh, this is amazing. Oh, and then we saw, we did a couple of tourist things. Like we walked across, which, which Brooklyn bridge did we bridge? walk across? It might have been Brooklyn Bridge. Well, we definitely walked across Brooklyn. We walked across the other one, though. Is oh. it the, the George Washington Bridge as well, right? Ew. Why would you walk across that one? <laughs> <laughs> No, say because it was there, <laughs> bro. Yeah, right. The, the The reason why I said ill is because for for regular folk like me, and we got to drive to to New York City. That bridge charges fifteen. Oh, I'm sorry, sixteen dollars to cross your car through that damn fucking bridge. Damn, it, 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 sixteen dollars, Chris. That's crazy. Now, walking it is probably a way better experience. Cause it's it's the bridge that connects New Jersey to to, to New York. Mm-hmm. What was your yo? What was your initial thought of like Times Square? Like holy shit, this is like what you see in movies. Honestly, I don't even remember really what I thought. I just remember rocking up at Times Square and being like, "Whew, sweet, all right." The smells. The this is mega, people. right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was everything. Pretty much everything that I did everywhere I went was just unique, you know. So. It was, it was, it was yeah, it was cool. Vibe. Everything was a surreal experience, though. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was, it was really cool. It was definitely a different vibe. Like, if uh, we we hope to have you back here in in America, or like at least visiting, man. And if you ever come to New York, I got you, bro. I'll be a personal chauffeur. But <laughs> <laughs> thank you, man. The 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 smells, the culture of of New York City. I'm glad that you got to like really experience that because there are some there are some riders that like that kind of just they, they come here and they don't really like, go out like that. They just kind of stay still at where they're at which you know respect to them so i'm actually happy to hear that you were able to kind of experience more of the subculture within the american states um was there like a favorite state that 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 you visited i don't know if chris asked this already but like was there like a favorite state that you visited you're like damn this place is dope yeah, so unfortunately, it's not New York, and it's not. All right, Oklahoma. I'm out. Okay, guys, I'll see you later, man. No, yeah, no, no, and it's not Oklahoma, neither, is it? <laughs> no. Yeah. It was actually my auntie and uncle. So my dad's brother and his wife live in Boca Raton, which is just north of Miami in Florida. Yep, I know exactly. Oh, where it's at. Man, I love that place. That's oh, probably honestly my favorite shit. place on earth. Yep. Yeah, was, it's very nice. Florida's like the amazing. antichrist of America. God damn it, yo. Yeah. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, I, I grew up in Florida in Jacksonville and Orange Park. So, yeah, I've been yeah, all I, up and down Florida. I lived in West Palm. It's so. awesome. Damn, so yeah. you're so you're a you're a Miami, like like a like a Miami boy, like like Florida by the water type shit, huh? I'm just a mutt. I'm I'm I'm, I'm everything. <laughs> I know that's right. It's that's like me. Good. I'm everywhere. I'm everything. I'm everywhere. That's yeah. really good. But, yeah, enjoy yeah. life. That's what it's about. Enjoy, Sorry. enjoy life. Y'all keep hearing my dog over here uh, barking. I know you guys can hear him. He, got uh, any pets, Luke? He, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. got any pets? Yeah, I've got two dogs, and then I've also got sheep. Oh, nice! Look, this is this sheep. is Cruz, Luke. So, say hi, Cruz. He's got hey, hi, Luke. and he likes Florida more than New York. I think I I think I've heard enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. No, but but honestly, Luke. 
it's about that time, man. We we appreciate we appreciate you being here, bro. Uh, this was this was hella fun, man. And we we would love to talk to you again, like midway through the season or after the season. Like we 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 consider people that come on the show a part of the PTG fam, and we are so happy that you gave us a chance because we ain't got the views like that. But it's cool to have people on here and just fucking talk their shit, right? So I. I I really appreciate your time, man. For real, for real. It's it's been it's been so fun, and we, we hope to have you back. Um, Chris, did you have anything that that, that you want to add to that? Yeah, I just want to say, Luke, and I, I've said this over Messenger when we talk, man. It's an honor because it it really is an honor to sit down and, and have this conversation with you. And I hope in the future, yeah, mid season or after the season, you, you would want to come back on and uh and we can do a, a season out. recap, right? Yeah, no, th- thank you very much for mine, guys. Thank you very much for having me. I really appreciate it, and. Uh... Had a great time on the uh, on this podcast, and yeah, pleasure's on mine. Really appreciate it, and uh, yeah, for sure, we'll definitely do something for the year. Yeah, Ooh, absolutely. Yeah. Yo, so if you guys like this episode, please go ahead and leave us a like, leave us a comment at the bottom, because any criticism is good criticism. And me and Chris are always here to to hear what for you guys criticism. think. Criticism. Um, yep. Mr. It Luke, Jedi Mind Trick Luke. How did you, oh. you want to uh, shout out your your Instagram and your yeah. Facebook and all that? Yeah, so if any of you guys want to follow me and my progress this year in the World Supersport Championship with the MotoZoo Racing by Chetty Kawasaki team, uh, I have Instagram, Luke underscore power underscore racing, Facebook, Luke Power Racing, Twitter, Luke 68 Power, and my website, LukePowerRacing.com. So any of them, you can find me and what I'm doing. So really appreciate awesome. the support, everyone, and hopefully you guys you know enjoy what I'm doing. Yes, oh, everybody, fuck. please go check you, them out. Absolutely, right. and follow them I on everything, all platforms, all social media. And, uh, yeah, Luke, just know that I'll be watching all yeah, year long. We'll Luke Power, let's I'm get it, baby. baby. Let's get it. You, you better. Thank you, guys. You better, you You're very welcome. Because I swear to God, Luke, I'll be like, I don't know that guy. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm going to be messaging him, Luke, dude. It's like, what the fuck did you <laughs> Turn five, it's come right. on, man! <laughs> <laughs> you That's that. awesome. It's not. It's good. It'll be a push. <laughs> Hell good, yeah! Good. I, I, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. As you can see, me and Chris are just free spirited. Like, like we we do whatever on this show, just like you do whatever out there. Like we we just we just have fun and like we we love talking to you guys like freaking humans and not computers. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Definitely, definitely would love to have you back. Um, I'll yeah, go ahead and plug the, in like right. all your information in, this, in the, in the uh, YouTube description. And on that note, we appreciate your time. And for everybody watching, I hope you have a wonderful day and I hope you enjoyed this podcast with Mr. Jedi Mind Trick.